and we are live. Welcome to Zero Degrees. What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? How are you guys? Howdy, howdy. Good to see everybody. I'm joined with Kiefer and OU, uh, per usual. And today we have Manny, the Puerto Rican Wozniak, Quintanilla. (laughs) What's up? Welcome to the pod, dude. (laughs) What's up, dude? So Manny is our CTO at the agency. Um, And something I always say that uh, is basically if you have a CTO who's building you websites and that's it, you don't have a CTO. Mm -hmm. Um, Manny is really good at building platforms, uh, building stuff from scratch, really clean UIs. And so uh, with that, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, technology at large, how to make things that are valuable. And so uh, first, let's just kind of start off with like the framework of what we look to do when we develop technology and based off how we've experienced it. Like I remember when Facebook came out in high school, it was the coolest thing that ever happened. You, you wanted to be on there all the time. Do you remember when notifications came out mm-hmm. and they were red? Mm-hmm. I remember being confused by notifications at first. It was almost like a foreign idea. Wait a second. This thing's notifying me? What does that mean exactly? And one last thing, the, uh, the hashtag was super confusing at first for me too. I remember that vividly. For sure. I had no idea how hashtags function. No. I, I didn't realize that they would like, you know, you could click them and it would show all the, yeah. I had no idea. And it's amazing. It, cha- it has literally changed the world the simple hashtag but i digress yeah i think i mean the hashtag is now everywhere it's Mm -hmm. uh it's even on things that haven't you know without the functionality of it entirely it's It's just the aesthetic of it i couldn't imagine a world without it technology is i i said this earlier it's like technology good technology should seem like magic Mm -hmm. it should be like what the heck was this you know I, i don't know if you guys have seen uh, the movie with uh, the Steve Jobs movie, not the one with Ashton Kutcher, the one um, with the other guy. I forgot his name. I don't Recently? Know. Uh, I don't know. I thought the only one was Ashton Kutcher. Tay, which one? Who is that with? No, no, no. It's the, it's the one after. Steve Jobs. Dude, Steve Jobs is crazy. Yeah. Crazy yeah. good. But you crazy. know he can't, like, that. they're actually replicating a movie that, Steve Jobs actually made with Bill Gates called Pirates of Silicon Valley or something like that. And they, they both starred in their own movie about their companies, basically about them. No yeah. way. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? So all those are like remakes of that. But just like because he died earlier, like these have more, you know, of what happened after he died and all that stuff. Right. So. Dude, how did I not know about yeah, this? I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. So the version you're thinking of is. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Tom yeah, yeah. Jobs. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, let's see. 2015. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. So there's this moment at the... So he... Uh, I don't know. For I'm going to say some spoilers, but... I mean, it's spoiler Steve, alert. Steve's job, it's four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's hardly a spoiler. But uh, Steve Jobs was a very difficult person to be friends with, Um be in a relationship with work for um very eccentric um like just a gnarly dude Mm -hmm. and he had a daughter named lisa who he denied as like when she was like old enough to be understand that he was like trying to say that he's not her dad Mm -hmm. right she's like a kid she's like five you know so he's denying and his her the mom is saying like steve there's no one else it could be like it's your dot and he just denied it wow 
And then there was like part of the old Mac was called uh, Lisa. It was like linear integrated structural, I don't know, something. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Lisa found out about that, there's like a scene where she was like, uh, did you is did you name that after me? And he's like, no, no, you idiot kid. Wow. I, I didn't name it after you. It's linear integrated structural architecture. Mm-hmm. Like you moron, you know? Wow. It, yeah, it's this gnarly I no idea. I gotta watch these movies, man. Yeah, I but they it. they tie it back in at the end, and like he apologizes, and he's like, he at the end, his daughter's older, and uh, he's like apologizing, and he's like linear integrated structural architecture was made up like that's not a thing like of course i named it after you right and he's like why didn't you he's like why didn't you tell me that from the beginning he's like i'm just a flawed human and then like there's this moment like when she accepts him and then he goes i'm gonna put uh all your cds in your pocket and she's like what and he's like yeah i'm gonna put all the songs that you like in your pocket and this was how he, he was telling her, I'm going to make... The iPod. Exactly. Wow. And what year was he saying this in, I guess? Like I, the I, 90s? Yeah, the 90s. 80s, something yeah, before, like that. before anything. Wow. Right. And so that, to me, is technology, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you look at Steve Jobs, and his technology was so good. He was literally telling his daughter, like, right after he just had confessed who he was at the most fundamental level, he just offered up, like, by the way, this technology is so game-changing, like... And I obviously it's a movie, but I think that goes to show what good technology does. It like makes life worth living almost in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. for people that make it. Well, think about how much big tech has changed the world and how much it's made life easier to live for millions and millions of people in so many ways. You know what I mean? And like, sure, we look at Apple and those types of companies as like the founders of these these pieces of technology that have changed the way world works but it goes further than that now now that we're in 2020 there's a lot of like other softwares and things that you can build to um sort of continue to do that and and i think that's what you know well yeah i think that's like kind of the point of what we mm-hmm. we're going to talk about tonight right is like how do you make solutions for people's problems on a on a modern day level right mm-hmm. i think so much of it happens in apps right you look at the biggest things that are happening they're like tiktok right you know anything instagram it's all like a phone app that attracts all of those users and that's ultimately the goal right to Mm -hmm. get a ton of users yeah so i'm wondering like what where do you guys see the future do you see there being more hardware developments like uh Neuralink, like (laughs) elon musk is doing or do you guys see the big innovations coming from like the app side from both both um because the neuralinks have to have software and like people actually seeing how um this technology uh reacts within our bodies and like how we react with these things in our bodies so i think both i don't know for yeah. sure and do you think like manny how far away do you think we are from having technology that can like work really well within the human body like i know you, you're just like on a software system maybe like 2100 okay yeah oh wow Somewhere just about like 80 more years i've heard i've heard Neuralink is just like not <laughs> a very good product mm-hmm. well yeah no and then that's actually um a segue into like what i wanted to ask you too it's like something like Neuralink, where you can like from what i understand is like what download your consciousness right it's i don't even understand i think it's like stimulating your brain or something Giving like, it like that. more bandwidth yeah, i don't know okay so i was thinking more in the realm of like the idea of like Rainy, do being, you know 
Um, bandwidth. Yeah. Bandwidth. It's bandwidth. Okay, yeah. so it's like five yeah. G for your brain. Yeah, or like <laughs> more, like way more than that, like a hundred Gs. Okay, you know. Would you ever do that, Manny? Um, nah. I just come on. Nah. I'm definitely gonna let everybody else go first. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm gonna let everyone else go. Pu- <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. so worried it might mess them up. Oh, yeah. you mean like when they roll it out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because what yeah. about if you're like in this cloud? in nothingness like what what is that like right. if it fails like the software glitches or fails what if you're just born again into like another dimension but it's the same thing as here but it's just like oh this is like some worse. Si- this is some simulation shit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be there's gonna be some percentage of failure with that so somebody's gonna get yeah. stuck and their software is not gonna fucking cooperate dude get yeah. stuck in limbo yeah. for exactly. eternity yeah. like a lost bitcoin dude. or something yeah. Wait a, what a great way to die <laughs> Like a lost Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, the only way I can like like describe yeah, it. I know, or explain it. Hilarious. Yeah. Just out there. Yeah, yeah. man. That, and what's crazy is that's going to happen to someone. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's probably, probably happening happen. to monkeys and like, yeah. rats oh, for or sure. whatever. For sure. Testing on. That's crazy. Okay, so if that's possible, then downloading your consciousness into a piece of hardware to be connected into a virtual world. Is that possible? Do you think, do you think something like that's possible? Um, anything is possible. Yeah. It's just like, uh, <laughs> we just have to wait. Would you want to yeah. live forever? So, like at a conscious level with no body, body or like a virtual body or. I don't know. I think, um, that's, I think there's like, it, I think it's kind of cool. We've been given like one life. Right. And yeah. like you have that time period to do whatever your thing is. And I think you look at people who are at the end of their life and they don't have that fire anymore to keep moving. Right. Mm -hmm. So like in order for it to be effective, your conscience would have to go into a virtual arena where there was rewarding shit and there was fun things to do. And like, and I guess maybe that it would be there, but then you have to think like, when does it get old and what do you do? Do you just opt out? And can you quit? Right. And is like, there actual rage quit? <laughs> it it's <laughs> yeah nah. You ain't getting your money back like that. That's <laughs> definitely not gonna happen for sure. Whoever is operating that server has a strict no refund. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You try to yeah. charge back, and the credit card's like, yeah, you just can't do it. Yeah, no, no get no get back. Wait, Wait, that, like what? Um, like what does like people usually they just want to live forever because they want to be with family. So this whole idea of like extending your consciousness into like the cloud is to solve that problem right and like to reunite with your loved ones or whatever so um if that's what you want to do like i don't know i think you guys should have like your time now and then that's it like, yeah it yeah. kind of gives more meaning to everything that you're doing yeah in your because if you're, if you're like oh well i can spend time with my dad after i die or whatever right you know what I mean? and oh, then you just forget point. about that oh. and then like there it is, Manny. Dude, yeah, that's such a good point. It would, point. it would like take the. You'll point. just hold everything off until yeah. for the next round or whatever. It'll take the meaning out of life, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that humans are going towards, right? Because mm-hmm. people are going to be able to live such a better life in the virtual world that they're going to go back to the real world and be like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, hundred percent. This is so lame. hundred percent. And then they're they're just going to sell their souls to being essentially a server. Yeah, but I think that it has to happen after you die because it's like if you're alive in this virtual world, your body's eventually going to die if you don't like, let's say, leave your living room and you're stuck in this virtual world. I think you have to actually, your consciousness would actually have to be downloaded to something 
for it to make sense <laughs> and work because you would ultimately just die in a matter of days without um but what, food or like, water. What, what is consciousness though like what is that yeah is it's, it a, gr- just, it's like, a great question scientists still don't know it's a great question so i mean you look at the brain right and it's essentially dendrites and neurons and there's <laughs> connections and they're firing just so fast mm-hmm. and the that's like <laughs> the amount of shit that we actually know about the brain versus like all the functions it actually has not even close not even close not even close (laughs) so the idea of uploading think uh we haven't reached our full potential of like creativity because we don't understand like the full potential of like how we can use our brains yeah i think most people never realize how creative they are because they never push the boundaries Mm -hmm. i think light it's easy for life to make you believe that you can only do a certain amount of things and Mm -hmm you're supposed to do X, Y, Z. And I think the only time you do really cool shit is outside of that for sure. And then, but the question is how many people go outside of that? How many people have the balls to really step out? Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> when did you guys decide you didn't want a normal nine to five? When I got one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. First day I was like, I'm out. You know. So, Manny, I, I heard the funniest story about how you left your previous agency. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> can you tell that? You can say no if you don't um, want to. It's I mean, so just funny. Leave names out. I don't know. It was just like a decisions of hiring certain people um, that weren't qualified for their jobs. And then um, those unqualified people were put in high positions. And that kind of just messed everything up for mm-hmm. other people. And um, I was just like, yeah, there, there's other places that I can go where people are like just as skilled as I am, where I can learn from instead of like someone who doesn't know anything that is learning basically uh, on the job. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a lot of people. I look at the people that you were. I mean, it's amazing. It, you <laughs> once you get into the to like requiring developers mm-hmm. you learn very quickly how many people are just all about like charging a ridiculous amount and doing the bare minimum mm-hmm. and it's like it's overwhelming and then you meet someone like you like how many developers do you work with and what like what countries are you working with right oh, now man. um well right now about six and like not like full-time which um, ones i'd say what like where they're from yeah um malaysia india and pakistan are like the main ones that usually have good rates and stuff so that's that's why you but i've worked with them for so long i i've i've like built that relationship and also i i've gotten to know their skill level like very well right and like what i can send them in terms of like scope because some some developers are good at a specific thing so i'll send them work to that that basically complements their skills. Um, so you're like a full stack developer. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, yeah. So I understand like usually what is involved in like back end, front end, um, just you know planning out the architecture of these applications and uh, yeah, starting those conversations with them. Is there a part of the world where there's better developers over others for different things? Does that exist? Um, I'm sure there is. Yeah, uh, but. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah, <laughs> let's curious. let's go back to being. Let's talk about being a full stack buyer or a full stack uh, developer because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's such a, a key thing. And then I think oh you you know you're we talk a lot about being a full stack buyer as well. And I think that uh, something that we try to do in our agency is be a master of one thing with a really broad skill set of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how did you become a full stack developer for people that are curious how you get there? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard because it's like uh, there's just so much that goes into development and understanding like all the pieces. Like I can't say like I started, you know, doing this one thing. I like started doing a whole bunch of different things and then seeing what I wasn't good at. And then the things that I was good at, I built on those things and then doubled back on the things that I wasn't. So at least I had like a good understanding of one thing. And like it it all sort of like leveled out at the end where I had a good understanding of like everything. Um, And so, yeah. How were you first introduced to this, this, this expertise, this profession? Um, I don't know. I just like started um, like I had an idea and uh, like I was always trying to get people to build it for me. Um, this was like years ago and like uh i met this dude um in dunkin donuts and he was like on his mac or whatever he had like a terminal open and i just asked him like hey are you like a coder and he's like yeah so i i get i got like uh connected with him and then i told him my idea one day like on uh, during lunch and then he's like yeah bro i'm not gonna build anything for you you're gonna have to learn it and like from there he like sort of coached me and like uh you know, taught me like what to do and what not to do in terms of like how to get an idea off the ground. What did you want to build? It was um, it was a SDK for like Pro Tools. Um, it was sort of like a marketplace where it was like um, damn Sli- Splice. I think that's the the platform. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was something like that, but it would be integrated into Pro Tools and um, everything would be like synced up. Oh, I've heard of Splice, but this was like yeah, way before actually. Splice. Mm-hmm. Got so, it. But yeah, I didn't know like what SDK meant and like that was all like after. Right. So I think a lot of people don't know what that means. Can you explain it? Um, so SDKs are like uh, these APIs that um, like Apple gives you access to their um, their platform to launch uh, applications. It sounds it's it sound it's a software developer kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, basically, like the instruction manual for integrating mm-hmm. with whatever mm-hmm. data sources. Yeah, uh, you know. Then how did have. so? Then from there, like you, you were introduced to the idea of developing, and you, you've kind of realized, oh, okay, it's possible to build platforms and products and things that you've kind of imagined in your own head. So, what was the next thing that you did to put yourself in a better position to continue doing this? Was it? Well, I started like right after that. Um, I wanted to surround myself around more people like that because it was just one person and I learned so much from them. So mm-hmm. I like started going to all the meetups I could in New York and like I would go to one every day and I would just meet all types of people working on different things. And, um, and yeah. Did you land a job that way? Uh, nah, I didn't, but I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ended up like trying to like focus more on development cause I was like meeting new people and like, you know, whatever connecting. But, like, I still wasn't, uh, I wasn't able to, like, take a certain instruction and build that out for some reason. I, like, didn't know how to, 
yeah take someone's idea and make it into a real thing yeah and that's that's the thing um because yeah you can learn how to make a website but um you know there's like all different types of integrations that you may not know you need so yeah and um it's crazy because i think a lot of people are limited by exactly what you just said i don't know how to make my idea a thing i have this idea but i can't turn it into a thing um we'll talk more about that but oh you how did you become um you know a, a full stack buyer you know getting to the point where you can run these massive campaigns at scale and doing all these tests and everything that you do yeah i mean a lot of it just came uh from running into brick walls, I guess, you know, there's challenges and what made you get into it though? Like uh, what was the first thing you got into building Facebook pages and like flipping that for money basically. And it just grew from there. Just, I just, kinda, just hustling. Yeah, dude. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I've been a hustler since day one. So I started from flipping candy and, uh, made my way up to spending 30 K a day on Facebook. You know, it's been fun. That's legendary. flipping candy, like buying you like know. Snicker bars and selling them at school. Yeah, you know, yeah, That's you, dope. you can buy them. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, just flip them at school, put them in the little plastic bags. You know, yep. twenty dollars a you know, twenty dollars <laughs> a bag, basically. Yeah, you twenty pieces of candy in there. Yep, I love that he makes sure to <laughs> keep, keep it on lock. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for anyone that goes on like Vlad, take notes of how <laughs> you just handed that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's interesting, you know, as um, a business owner myself, like, um, you know, you really, if you start listening to see like smart CEOs, they all say the same thing. And it's like the, the company is the people, like the people are your company. It's the most important thing. And something I get asked a lot from people who, are like they just you know are looking for advice in in business is like how do you get talented people to work for you and i think you know i look at someone like manny and manny like you you've had a lot of job offers Mm -hmm. you know what i mean for like a lot of money i had one today yeah (laughs) (laughs) like literally today like that's just insane um so what was the offer some bullshit website thing it was like (laughs) some guy you know uh doesn't know how to manage his work right and he's just trying to outsource it right so he gets someone like me and then they like question me like hey do you know how to do this i'm like dude you're just building a wordpress site like yeah chill i don't know how much technical shit you want me to know like yeah i mean if you're looking for someone if you're looking for technical qualifications i got a cto who's that guy's name the cto oh man i I don't want to say names but (laughs) that was so funny so we had this guy that like tried to uh, like do work a partnership with us and on paper it looked like a good deal like a lot of years they had a lot of years in the game you know they you know it looked cool we get on the phone and I'm expecting like these guys are going to be way sicker, you know, like they, they're established, you know, where this agency is barely two years old. It's not even two years old. It's a, it's still, you know, still a baby. And, you know, we start talking about what we can do with Facebook ads and, you know, he gets it and he's like, all right, well, right on. Well, you know, I, I see how you could definitely help our services. How can we help you? And I was like, well, what do you guys do? And he's like, well, we're, we have, you know, we're really good on the tech side. And I was, and he starts like going off about him and his CTO and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, for sure. So like what, what projects is your CTO working on? He's like, 
oh dude just all kinds of websites like you know i'm like that's not a cto dog mm-hmm. i can build websites like wordpress is very easy mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people try to it, it was just it was just shocking because mm-hmm. i saw like how low the bar is in a lot of areas and few agencies take their money and build platforms like we do. And so um, something that I've been thinking a lot about is how to make technology useful. Um, well, first, it has to solve a problem that people are willing to either pay for or, you know, go out of their way to use. Right. It has to solve a problem. Everything has to be problem-centered. The biggest reason, supposedly, that startups fail is that there's no market demand mm-hmm. for whatever their product is. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It's, well, it's a lot harder to create a market than it is to jump into an existing one. And I think, like, it's kind of like that zero to one thing that we were talking about earlier. I think a lot of people have that intention to do zero to one, but then realize, okay, wait, I'm trying to build a market and a platform. I'm trying to do this and that. And, it, and I think that's probably why I would say it, would fa- it fails. Yeah, building zero to one is the hardest yeah. thing out there, right? It's building something from nothing, right? It's like... Um, and I think a lot of businesses, they're one to two type companies. And what I mean by that is they can increase sales. You know what I mean? They can't make new products. You know, I think when you look at any cool, innovative thing, it's all just based on what problem, you know, it all just solves a problem. Mm -hmm. And then, then you have to make it useful for people. Mm Mm-hmm get like developing platforms i'm glad that like i didn't know when i what i didn't know when i got into it because i doubt i would have pulled the trigger mm-hmm. like ignorance is bliss but a then bit. that's the issue a lot of people have when they're starting anything like, 100%. They don't, you know they don't understand where to start yep or like they don't know how to, like they have everything but they don't know how to put the pieces together they'll have the right people they'll have the right idea but they don't know how to you know communicate you know so that it works dude getting a company to work together is an art it is a communicative art Mm -hmm. like it all comes through communication it all comes from vision yeah um it's insane um oh you how do you what would you say um you know as a a media buyer what would you say is like uh what do you look for in a company how can you attract good media buying talent and for business owners how can you evaluate that talent talent you got to reward people for good work. Yeah, then you definitely have to show that you care about your employee um, and you want them to be there for a long time because uh, media buyers can find work everywhere. People need paid traffic. And if you're a good buyer, you know, people will, will pick that up and you'll be able to land you know, contracts left and right. But when you have an opportunity that is worth it in the, for the long run and for both parties and it makes sense, um, you know, you tend to, to just attract great work. And those people have good networks. You know, they know other good media buyers. And they know other talented people um, that could provide value to the company. It's crazy. Getting into media buying is hard. But once you're in, it's like contracts just. Yeah, they fly. I mean, it, you got to be good at it, though. You got to be good at <laughs> it. You got to be good at it. Yeah. I, I asked Manny earlier. I was like, what's like the number one thing? Like, how does, you know, Manny, you know, if Manny gets all these offers. Like, why does he choose to work here? And the first thing he said was like, look, you got to fit, you got to get to the top of your field. Like you got to be the best to attract the best talent. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. So many people want to like hire the best to help them get there. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it works. Definitely not. Yeah. How does an owner find the best? Like, what are those things you look for in this, in this field? Like, what would you say? 
Okay, so th- this is interesting because, like, all three of you, there's been, like, moments where earlier, early on when I met you, where, like, I, sat, I like, pulled you aside one-on-one and was like, yo, you're special. You have a calling. Let's get this. I want you on my team. Like, Manny, for, with me and you, it was, like, in that backyard, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah, yeah. And then Kiefer, it was, like, the second day I was working with you when you had no experience. And then OU, that was, like... Dude, the way I hired you is like the stuff yeah. out of movies. You yeah. know what I mean? I've heard that story. It's, it's pretty wild. crazy. Yeah. You know, like I, I had OU, I placed them at another place for another agent or another company for a year. And then, you know, was like, hey, <laughs> there's going to be a time when I have everything ready. And when that time comes, you got to go. I mm-hmm. call them up and. Do you think finding that and knowing that is. Um is that something that's sort of instinctual or is that something that's kind of developed? Like if you're an, a small agency owner out there, is that something that you just kind of ha- have to have from, from day one or is this something that can be developed? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. So it can be developed. Now for me, I luckily had it before I even knew. Right. Um, and that was just one of the things that I'm skilled in. Now I have a lot of other shortcomings that I've had to like battle and you guys, I'm very like, I tell you guys about it. Right. I'm very mm-hmm. like open about that. But um, the one thing that has gotten people to stick with me is like I have a vision for something massive and I'm like unyielding or uncompromising with it. Like I'm not going to do anything but that and I'm going to make that happen. And so I would say people can learn how to see those people once they start putting the right energy to attract those people. Like when you quit, like, you know, you were talking about this at dinner the other night, but when you quit at your previous agency, can you tell, can you tell people how you did it? Uh, just bounce. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. What, what did oh, you, what did you tell them? Nah, that peace sign and running emoji. Yeah, that's what you, you sent. Uh, <laughs> so HR, you sent an email. Uh, no all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that yeah. was how you, you told them you were leaving. It was I did that right before I went to bed. I was like, oh. That was your two week notice, was a peace sign and runaway emoji? There was no two week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the yeah, same way. They, they, woke, they woke up the next day and, and like, learned they lost another employee. And so. like, if you lose Manny, like you that and and for, for and like you, I know you, dude. For you to be at that point, mm-hmm. they must have. Like, it was just like a whole slew of shit that I seen. Exactly. I was like, you know, it wasn't yeah. worth it. But I did prep one of the developers there to sort of you know take my role if I did decide to do that. Um, so I didn't like just bounce without prepping someone because yeah, like the the developers that I work with, they were like you know my homies, so I didn't want right. to just leave them. Yeah, you know, I feel that like that. So. But that's what happens when you have a company, but you don't have vision, right? Even if you're making money, you're going to have super talented people like Manny Mm -hmm. who are forced to leave like that because you have no vision. Well, I mean, I think the the vision was there, but I think uh, it just became too, too, too uh, big, like too watered down. Like it was just, we were just going off after like the low budget clients and sort of stretching that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, at scale, I don't think that you know yeah i mean i've had experience with seeing agencies get to a point where like the vision seems lost among everyone else in the company besides the top four or five maybe top or first 10 employees or so um the ones that got early got into those really good positions you know maybe bought into the company got some equity early on those types of people the vision for them is kind of like come and gone because they've done whatever they needed to do to reach this point of success right but I think when you get down to the lower levels of employees with when you're talking about like interns and, and new hires and blah, 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 it's like 
there's, yeah, there's no vision there at all. There's, you know, it, it's, it's gone. It's lost. Like you said, it's watered down. Mm. And, and like a watered down vision. And on top of that, you don't know how, how to hire people. Like that's, yeah. you know. A watered down vision is worse than no vision. Because then like the vision becomes like something that you mock that like the employees just kind of laugh at and mm -hmm. the values of the company are something that, that people make jokes about. And that's when you've, it's, you it's know, lost. the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that too. It's real. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing. Living through that for a few months. I won't name names either, but it's very real. Yeah, dude. It's, it's crazy. Cause I think we've all seen this, but like, when you're in the corporate world, there's always someone and you're like, how do you have your job, dude? Dude, I, I question a lot of people at work. Sometimes. <laughs> I was like, yo, just clock out, bro. Yeah, just yeah. Don't, don't even but come back. It's funny, though, but a lot of them get those jobs because they have those degrees. They have those papers. They have those recommendations from professors. And, like, that's how they get into these positions. I've, I've never looked at a resume mm -hmm. when I'm hiring. I mean, well, and they fill a seat. You know, sometimes you just need bodies to do stuff. Exactly. Exactly. That's a crazy way to build out payroll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happens? It does. It's easy to do that mm -hmm. as a company owner because you think that hiring more people is going to help you grow, but it won't. It's hiring valuable people mm -hmm. that will make you grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I think all these companies that we were at probably were doing that at some level in the beginning. It's just, you know, the scale of it gets unmanageable. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's always how do you handle it at scale or how do you manage it mm -hmm. um, when you're trying to you know, multiply your efforts and it gets a lot more difficult. And when you scale with people because you scale with clients, mm -hmm. um, you just your talent pool becomes very thin. Mm -hmm. It becomes difficult to find talented people at every level that can handle it mm -hmm. at, at the scale you need. So just you know, find more valuable clients. Mm -hmm. instead of Keep it smaller. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. people definitely. Oh, what's up, Z? Is he around? <laughs> yeah, no, he's in the plants. So dude. awesome, dude. <laughs> my, oh, my golden retriever has FOMO. Like, you cannot believe. <laughs> he's the best. Dude, he's got to be a part of it. I loved it. When we all got here, each one of us, at least from what I saw, we all went out there and played oh, with yeah. him for like 10 minutes. It dude, was great. He's, he needs it. If he yeah. doesn't get that attention, oh, man. <laughs> he's, he's That's awesome. what he's been chill tonight. He's got to say hello to everybody. So yeah. He's, he's happy. Yeah. No barks yet. Yeah, either. exactly. There was, only, there was one earlier. Was there? Yeah. Oh, oh there crying. he goes. You, heard, you can hear that on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, the whole talented employee thing, and it, it's pretty crazy. And like, again, I've never really been in a position personally where I have to go do that, or it's not necessarily required of me, but um, it's pretty difficult, I could mm -hmm. imagine, to, to mm -hmm. do that. Um, a lot of people, the interviews I have been in and the, and the new hire processes that I have been in, um, it's hard to find people, man. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really put their best foot forward for that one hour meeting. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really easy to make things look really good on a resume. It's, Dude, I, mean, I remember one time um, we put out an Indeed um, application and one of the applicants brought a cake into the interview. Oh, my God. It was like the weirdest thing. It was random, but yeah. Don't just hire me on my ability. Yeah. Here's I mean, a cake. Yeah. Like, if you don't have the power to say no to people, how do you like just deny somebody like that? And oh, there's a lot will, of people. That will like, work. HR. Exactly. HR employees that just like, oh, man, this is awesome. They'd be a great, great addition to the team. And they yeah. hire them based yeah. on instead of the skill set. So. Yeah. And then the next week, they're looking for someone in that same position to actually do the job. Dude, uh, I, I have the funniest story about HR. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Uh, me and HR are natural enemies, like Lion and Cheetah, you know? We're just <laughs> natural enemies. Like, I hate HR. I think, shout out to all those HR reps listening. Um, and so I was working for this company, very extremely complex marketing system. We had to build a lot of infrastructure um, on top of all the usual campaign build outs, which are a lot, you know, by themselves. And so I had, uh, OU, that was, we had some on report nightmares on that. We, yeah. Wait, and this for? I, I don't want to say names, okay. but, um, you, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you after. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. And so there's some on report nightmares, and we had finally figured out how to get it all running. It was a late night. It was just a long, frustrating day. The next morning, I log into my email and I see an email from HR, company wide. And it says, this is during like lockdown, right? And this is right, right during COVID. As soon as it hits, everyone's, you know. And this email was about dress code from home. What? Yes. Yes. And it was a company-wide email. She felt the need to send this to everyone talking about how, and in the email she said that she got a compliment on how she looked and it worked because she worked it. I'm like, you get paid. This is your job. This is your job. And so did someone compliment over Zoom? Is that how that went down? Yes. So it's getting dressed up to look good for the Zoom meeting. Yeah, that's no. a that's a grown adult's job is telling people what they should wear in their own homes mm-hmm. while going to a Zoom meeting. That's just adding another decision to the day. Like that doesn't need to happen. That's yeah. why I wear the same thing every day. Yeah, like, that's Amazon. What up, Jeff? That's why all 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 of the company merch that I've made is the most basic. You can wear it every day. Normal. Yeah, I mean, eighty percent of the time I don't even turn my camera on anymore. It's just weird. There's like this awkward like exchange that happens at the beginning of every Zoom. It's I only turn on the camera for people I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're gonna judge me on what I'm wearing at home, that's fucking brutal. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that that was someone's job. Yeah. Like their job was telling people that they should not wear sweatpants when working from home. Like mm-hmm. that has no bearing on what you do. Mm-hmm. I would imagine being HR, that's a that's a sketchy part of the business to be in right now with everyone working oh, from yeah. home. How many have been fired, I imagine? Oh I wonder. Gosh. I mean, our, so many. I mean, Zero is our director of HR at Longform Creative, <laughs> literally. <laughs> we haven't put them on the website, but we need to. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a raise or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just pay them in, like, bacon yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> pay them in bones. Yeah. Dude, he's so smart. Anytime. So, like, I I love ordering ribs. Like, ribs are, like, my favorite thing ever. And I got them last night. And (laughs) Z has gotten used to me eating them because after I finish, like, I give him a bone. And it's hilarious because today I'm eating them and he just sat down and stared at me, like, while I was eating, just waiting, dude. And that's what a lot of people do with their paycheck. It's literally that exact, they just want to do the bare minimum to collect that paycheck. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you and I were talking about that the, the other day. How, um, I mean, it was a long conversation. But it was it was something along the lines of, like, just that. It's like, 
you know, it's 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 a lot of people's reality, and they're okay with it. You know what I mean? Um, and and that's just the way the world kind of works for some reason. But it, it's just a strange dichotomy that like we don't accept or live in. They so live in that box that people put them in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you think people stayed after work when like the whole industrial revolution was happening? Like, or did they all leave at five? So the, so I, you're looking like into the, the original factory working. Yeah. Like so, those. so during those time periods, um, that this is where the nine to five came from. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like mandated. It's like, like labor laws, mm -hmm, labor laws. Right. And so that was per to prevent employers from like setting the market where it was like, you have to work 60 hours a day just to be considered to be hired here, mm -hmm. you know, and all employers were like that. So it was like, it was just abusive, super abusive. And then you had a lot of people that were paying so little, they would pay you in like company coin and you could mm -hmm. use that company coin to like go buy booze from the company store. And <coughs> yeah, <I'm dope. laughs> gnarly, gnarly. <laughs> Not kind of, uh, I, I see why not you said yet. that, but not yeah. even, not even close. Uh, this was like just taking advantage of people. Yes. Oh yeah, the of point, course. I'm yeah. not, com I'm not comparing the, the intention when behind the company it. crashed, the money's worth nothing. And those people don't have exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, understand. Dude, I understand. understand. Exactly. And the company controls the exchange rates. Yeah. So you're like buying booze for, with company dollars. It's messed up. Yeah. Right. That's like Disney dollars. That still exists, right? <laughs> dude, that's Disney brilliant. Dollars. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, they have their own currency and everything. I mean, they have so much Disney. stuff on their, like, campuses, though. It's, like, it's a whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. It makes sense for a company like Disney yeah. to do those Disney dollars just because people will hold money in their account. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes a float. Oh. Yeah. 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 That they can just pull out of. Manny, I wish we had wall. some practical but. use for that float idea. That's a really good idea. We should apply that to... Yeah, something yeah. we're doing we'll but but going back to your original question about like workers the in the factory yeah w your question was did they stay after work to continue yeah, working like, did, did that whole process like transition into like the whole digital revolution part that we're so the now? the digital revolution i really look at is like the rejection of that nine to five model entirely right it's the four hour work week by mm -hmm. tim ferris mm -hmm. so tim Ferriss. <coughs> yeah he, dude he's awesome mm -hmm. so i think that's like and then on the other side you have people who are driven to make things right like you have people like zuckerberg who are just driven to make things mm -hmm. and he made something that was so valuable out of thin air it's zero to one it's the ultimate definition of zero to one right mm -hmm. and so i think those people like what is a work week <laughs> you know yeah like Zucker. it's just continuous it's just, it doesn't it's stop your life it's your life yeah yeah, we preach that a lot here too. It's like the work that you do, it sort of comes becomes your life. Like you think about it on the weekends, you spend time on it on the weekends where most people that are living that nine to five that are in that box, those parameters of the laws and the social norms that we've created, they just don't do, you know what I mean? And they don't make it about their life. It's just getting to the next paycheck. And then that's how you live for the weekend. Right, exactly. But like having that mentality, like, you know thinking about the thing all the time it's like something that you already have it's not you, nobody has to tell you to think like that right that's just something that you just right accepted yeah, yeah 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 it's a weird thing right the, the idea of a weekend you know what i mean it's like there's times where you know we can take time during the week to take if you needed it like let's say if anyone in this room needed a wednesday thursday off for any reason like if it was absolutely necessary yeah, we could go. do it yeah. go for it yeah. it's crazy because like the weekends 
um, sometimes like the government businesses or that's yeah they're shut down and so like if you want to do something important you can't even do that because you know you're working during the week even something like it's ridiculous like the stock exchange being closed on the weekends yeah that's yeah. a weird concept that the markets and the valuations and the perceptions of people just kind of pause on the weekend. That's yeah. not true. Like the world stops. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Two days. That's why are we still living in that way? I mean, the world is 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, I get why markets close, but... Yeah. Um, why is that? Yeah, I, explain that. I would assume so it provides some stability. Okay. Because um, if you're just having free hours all trading all the time, you would have somebody's going to take advantage. Someone's going to, and it, w- it would just be. I mean, they do that. They yeah. do that the anyway, gardens. right? Yeah. They do that anyway. But I feel like I, I, I don't know. It's like it maybe the model was set up that way just because of how it used to be, and now it's so. It must have been because back in the day they weren't using technology to trade. They're actually right. trading um, papers and yeah. stocks. Right. I think with the with the invention of technology, it's like when you're trading contracts. From what I understand, it it's trading it's trading a group of stocks on an imaginary contract that exists in the ether, right? And you know you're just trading that at a certain price, and that's how you make your money. Why can't that happen on Saturday? Yeah, it can, but it's usually on like blockchain crypto stuff because right. crypto right that's what i mean though seven days but so. it's just an interesting thing that we've kind of it's kind of it, it's all moving and i think right now you see a lot of states that see the functionality of crypto and and are starting to like make state mm-hmm. you know and that really blurs the line between fiat and crypto mm-hmm. right because that's literally fiat and crypto well i think mm-hmm. fiat um i think crypto has more of a like a it's actually more valuable than fiat. Fiat's just like a faith. So f- fiat, yeah, fiat then, is people say it's what it's worth yeah. based off the government. Yeah, yeah. And ouch, crypto is based off the market. Yeah. yeah, crypto is like based on you know computation and like actual math, and that other thing is you know whatever. Yeah, the other thing Thanks is like uh, yeah, we think your state's worth this much. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah. There's always been multiple exchanges though, because you still have like currency tra- trading, like forex trading has probably been around for a very long time. So there's just oh, been yeah. different markets that have different time periods that you can trade them within. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they establish these time periods and weekends, so that you can go float somewhere else and move your money and mm-hmm. you know just take advantage of both sides. Yeah. So just yeah. Huh. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people trade in Asia mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. There's mm-hmm. people in America. So that the, yeah, the there's markets open yeah. all around the world. It's just like. You know, I don't know. There's so I guess you there. can just trade whenever, yeah, fresh, sure. like you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but you can't trade wherever in any market. Right? Yeah, you can trade. You have to like you know. There's eat. a reason for it. I'm There's sure. a reason for it. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. We're just we're not, not, yeah, we're, not <laughs> we're not finance guys. We like to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, but yeah, it's it's an interesting concept for sure. And but going back to the concept of the weekend and these social norms that we all live by. I mean, um, on an individual level, it's. Um, it, it, it's amazing what you're able to do when you don't live in those confines anymore mm-hmm. creatively mm-hmm. Dude. Mm-hmm. dude it is absolutely amazing because you back. are free from the social bullshit that you have to do every single day and this is not to be like anti-social that's not it at all i like to be social i like to talk to people blah 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 it's just for some reason those frameworks just limit your creativity your energy it zaps your energy you just don't want to do anything more it, they reward you just enough to keep you around mm-hmm. um and it's 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 a it's a trap you spend a lot of time doing unnecessary things yeah and just like you know committing emotional Dude. uh yeah like just it, it drains you emotionally to do things with other people sometimes yeah and you can avoid a lot of that by 
know, yeah, on your own terms. Yeah, when happy hour starts at two yeah. thirty. Oh yeah, that's doing that multiple times a month crap. is going to kill your productivity. Yeah, get you stuck in that bubble. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because that will, first of all, obviously that day shot to shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then in tomorrow morning too. Exactly. So mm-hmm. those are just write them off for flat zeros, right? But then the next day after that, you're still dealing with a ton of fog mentally, mm-hmm. right? And so let's say that that's on Monday. You combine that with that's the tone that's the tone setting day of the week, right? So you set the tone as being foggy, all diluted, and everyone at work is talking about happy hour. Mm-hmm. And everyone starts to organize their entire life around this event, which destroys the reason they are there to begin with. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. And nothing gets done or things take weeks and weeks and weeks to get done. And people get fucked over in the process. People get forgotten. People don't get promoted. Things fall through the cracks because people are half drunk while they're doing it. It's, it's not a good model. It's not sustainable. And I think a lot of smart businesses are starting to realize that. And I think the smart ones are are being slim and and mighty and doing things in different areas and growing in different areas and putting your chips as a business in different areas beyond just one thing um, and and not following that that model that's been followed forever, it seems like. Uh, I look at, like, pretty much our agency defies every model that, every part of the standardized model, Mm -hmm. right? Um, we don't start at nine, we start at 10. So you can set your morning shit, right. And do whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Manny, like lots of times when he's working late, like, you know, he'll be in at 11. Like that's his work. Right. It takes now, I think there's like a ton of value of being starting at the exact same time every day. Mm -hmm. I think mentally it does something for you. And when you're there with the team and you're like, all right, let's get it cracking. Like, it does something for you. Mm-hmm. But what I like about what we do is our job is made to our life. We can, you know, if we need to work from home, if we need to work, you know, you're going to Florida, you're going to New York, you know, you can whenever, whatever you need to do, you right. can do. And the only way that becomes possible is if your job is purely evaluated by the value you're producing. Mm-hmm. The way that you don't have that luxury is when you're being paid to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's pretty much what it is. It's like I need you right here for forty grand. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to pay my bills. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> cool. so, and then so they do like, that for like fifty years, and then that's it. That's it. You got like a couple more years before you you're out of here. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Happy. Yeah. There was your one life. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically just paying bills. Yeah. And that's if the company doesn't go bankrupt before you retire. Totally. Or something happens. Or sells and then you get fired. Or COVID. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, or, or COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah, or COVID. Right. Yeah, it's pretty unpredictable. But I think the point is, like, again, going to the idea of just when you do have all this free time, you get to actually do what you want. It's it's life-changing. So it's, it's fun. It's yeah. cool. But even if you aren't in that situation currently it's just like really uh prioritizing your time and Mm -hmm. figuring out like you may think you don't have time but you definitely have time everybody has 24 hours in the day and it's Mm -hmm. just like really how do you prioritize the free time you do have around the thing that you want to do in life Mm -hmm. if you think about that for too long you're doing Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it's it's just like instead of you know watching again it's that classic crap it's like instead of watching 
three hours of Netflix, like spend an hour reading yeah. or oh, something yeah. different. It's like, as simple as that. It's crazy. Replacing Netflix with watching YouTube videos on learning a new skill set. Dude, that's the biggest that thing. Yeah, Possession so, on 2X, baby. I love, I love, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Netflix as much as the next one, but like watching CEO videos is the best thing in the world mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. CEO video? What? Yeah, dude, just videos of super good CEOs oh, talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those dudes are so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They always have like every single one of them will have this like unique way of thinking that on one subject that I'm like, that is sick. Yeah. But that can happen at any level, no matter where you are, right? Mm-hmm. If you just need to figure out how to co- start copywriting and like, what is copywriting? I like writing. I mean, we've have employees that kind of fell into that too they're like why well, i've i've enjoyed writing and now they're writing for us and it's like that's not what they came on board for originally um so it's like those types of things when you start questioning you can really like spending your time more wisely on things that you you need to learn or that you should learn uh just to better improve your life mm-hmm. otherwise stop complaining yeah, yeah for all, sure especially on social media you get what's coming to you basically yeah. and the world is changing at yeah. a very fast rate and if you don't adapt you know it's like if COVID was a wake-up call, really, it's like the writing on the wall at this point mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, some people got bailed out. A lot of people didn't. A lot of families were decimated. But it's like if you're still standing, look around, you know, mm-hmm. and get your, get your butt in gear. I saw a couple posts of this, like, lady. She started a handbag business during COVID. And she was saying everyone was, like, telling me that I shouldn't have done this, you know. I shouldn't have started a business selling handbags in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, she just mailed her, like, you know, 3,000th handbag or whatever mm-hmm. in the first year, you know, just doing, like, buku sales. Yeah, well, it's because it's, like, what we spoke about the mm-hmm. other day, man. It's, like, there's still people working out there mm-hmm. at home that are making those salaries, mm-hmm. 60, 50, 70, 80, $100,000 a year, still spending money. Right. That shit's very real. What right. COVID did was just screwed over the poorest of the poor yep. even harder because <laughs> yep. it's, like, you know, the upper middle class and wealthy people still have their money come and they're still purchasing more than ever. I look at the data around e-commerce right now and the, that shit's not stopping. It's growing exponentially. It's just created a bigger divide. Now that's a whole different conversation about, you yeah. know, the wealth gap and things, yeah. but it's, yeah. The wealth transfer is online. Yeah. But know? if you're, if 100%. you have any ability to find a way to get out of that and, mm-hmm. and get into a position like you just said, um, to to make more money and live the way you want to live in a better place, safer place, whatever. Um, I mean, now's the time. For sure. And the internet's <laughs> fast, dude. You can yeah. go look at anybody that's doing what you want to do and study other people that are also successful. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you can really just learn from, like, what Jordan's doing with CEO videos. You can learn so much. Mm-hmm. And just really start to piece together your own, like, path. Like, how do I get there? How do I do this? Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, bro. Podcasts. I mean, Manny, that's like, it's super interesting, bro, because like I, you know, me and you are working on, we're like deep in some projects right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm looking at how much money we have, how much money we got to spend. It's a tough game. It's a balancing act. It really is. And one of the things that I think would be really cool is if like you're so smart that if you went in and like read that book right there by Steve Jobs, like, Oh. that that steve jobs book oh yeah dude like i'm i haven't even read all of it but um reading biographies of super smart people like inspires you bro yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure for sure i think the last bio i read was um 
Ayn Rand or something like that. But that was oh, like a damn. while ago. <laughs> damn, bro. Yeah, so that's yeah. like that's like uh, seventeen year old angsty intellectual. Like now, <laughs> it, like Ayn Rand is like no, I, I, I got, shouldn't I have to help was... anyone in society at no, all, no, no, but I, me. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one, but that was the last one I read. Um, okay. But I do have like you know um, other ones. But like real biographies, not like yeah people's life recap on you. Yeah, yeah, I think that one's yeah. Walter Isaacson. Um, can you, who's yep. the author? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like the, the quintessential jobs. Uh, he was really involved with that process and uh, Walter Isaacson talks about it in the intro a little bit. But like you read about that dude. Oh my God, psycho. Yeah. Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Like people hated him, hated him. There were times where like he would release like a new iteration of the Mac and like not did not credit any of the developers mm -hmm. right and that he is famous for that Damn. like he wouldn't credit any of the developers mm -hmm. that like sold like just worked their fingers to the bone for this guy mm -hmm. and that became like a huge rub between him and wozniak and like wozniak is like what made steve so successful right because mm -hmm. wozniak made the product and then steve sold it to the world mm-hmm and then, you know, he did a lot of, like, really, really gangster shit with when he, because he got ousted by, what was that? Tay, what was the former Pepsi CEO? Can you look this up? John Scully. So, John Scully was the former CEO of Pepsi, was brought on the board with Apple. He didn't fire Steve Jobs, but that's how the legend is told. Mm -hmm. He basically, like, the board tried to get Steve to go in another direction, and Steve would just not yield despite literally everyone but him wanting to go in this direction. And so it led to him being fired as CEO. He then started his own company called Next. And not all, I mean, I think only, like, really tech nerds know about yeah. this, but it was an all-black computer, and it was, like, a, aesthetically, it was, like, a cube, all-black cube. Mm -hmm. He took a bunch of money and funding and like his first year po posted like massive losses. We're talking like multi-millions, you know, like to over, you know, over 10 million lost. He famously spent like 260,000 on a logo for next. Two, Whoa. What? 200? 260,000. I think Whoa. it's that much. Yeah. On a logo. That's in the eighties? Uh, uh, yeah. In the eighties. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That computer never was good. Sales were never good. But what happened is he knew that without him pioneering at Apple, at Apple, they would always be missing the iOS, like the, the operating system that uh, would make it so successful. And that's how he got his job back. Because Next was garbage, but he made that, uh, he made that intellectual property. Mm -hmm. And then that's what Apple bought. And they purchased it, yeah. yeah, for like two hundred million. And then when they bought it, did he become CEO again? Yep, immediately. Yep. And then that's wild. Uh, yeah, and then John Scully got axed. Yeah, because mm. Steve Jobs was a super vindictive dude for sure. Yeah, if you if you crossed him, he never forgot it. Michael Jordan was like that too. Yeah, I heard Bill Gates wasn't too much of a nice guy during his younger years when he was developing Microsoft either. It's hard to imagine Bill Gates not being nice because I mean, look at your competition though. Like when yeah. you got Steve over here doing what he's yeah. doing, you gotta be cutthroat, baby. Mm -hmm. Dude. Gotta move. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Something I really admire and like I think this is definitely like um a millennial interpretation of that same cutthroat capitalism is like um being like a very graceful and kind person, but then like a savage on <laughs> the business aspect. 
Um, and I think that's, that's like a, it's hard to do that. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. Take yourself out of it. It's the number one thing I'm working on right now. Not reacting to things. Yeah. Not that's a tough one. reacting because it ends up taking up all my time, mental energy, emotional energy, and it doesn't do anything. It's yeah. literally useless. Yeah. It's, um, it's not good. It's better to keep, keep an even keel as much as you can. hundred percent. Yeah. I was sitting in my garage just like, and I haven't done that in a while. I used to do that all the time. And like, I, I don't know what it is about that garage, but like I smoke a joint in there and I just get the best ideas and thoughts. And I was looking at like, I was like, why is my company not working the way I want it to? And it took about four steps logically, but I was like, oh, it's cause of me. hundred <laughs> like, yeah. percent. It's cause of me. Um, and that taking a step back and like looking, it was weird. It was like 30 minutes, but I realized all the energy that I had spent this previous two weeks should have just been spent getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like, there's no such thing as business problems. It's people bringing personal problems into work. Yeah. How many CEO videos did you have to watch to figure that one out? <laughs> Uh, that didn't come from a CEO video that, <laughs> that came from me just doing nothing but sitting by myself yeah. and thinking and yeah. that's where all the life magic experiences happens. yeah for sure life Teach the best it's like thinking that thinking thing man it's uh when you know how to do it it's good shit <laughs> I know people it, we talked like, about it on episode one <laughs> I know it's funny man like it's funny that I sell a course that's higher priced than everyone else in the market and one of the main things I teach is thinking like yeah. people hear that and they're like, what? But it's like, it's a way that you think, right? Mm-hmm. When you intentionally take a step back and sit and think, that's where all the magic happens. I'm telling you. Yeah. Telling be you. Be bored. Yeah. Be, be yeah. yeah, for sure. Be bored. Your, your mind starts to wander and you get creative. And you, these things that you normally can't think of because you're distracted by something come to light. And it's pretty cool. What, what? And I think there's a book about that. I don't know. I I think a big thing too is like be inspired by people you meet. Mm. There's like a lot of trap stars that I meet people who are trappers that they inspire me so much more than the regular person. And it's crazy. Some of my best ideas have been come, come have come from like hanging out with people that they're so far removed from the tech world. They don't even really care what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No one cares, but it's just the conversations that we have being real people on a personal level and doing what we have to do to provide that we bond over. And, uh, I find a lot of people, there's like so much talent Dude, shout out to all the people that are trapped and trying to make it work. Like (laughs) you will go legit one day. You have to. There's so many people who have like elevated consciousness in that game and are looking to elevate, but just don't know how. They don't know how to make that final flip to go from the illegal trap to the the legal trap. Mm-hmm. And it's it's there. And I truly believe digital marketing. Mm. Like 100%. Run Facebook ads on that pack. <laughs> <laughs> Running Facebook yeah, right. ads to like a Craigslist post. <laughs> Selling packs. Uh, no, I, but I mean like the... I've talked to, um, you know, a couple trappers about like... The, the Facebook ads hustle and there's something about the nature of the game that's incredibly appealing to someone who's in the game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What do you think it is? Uh, I think it's that, that Flip, cash. Flipping a dollar. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. That flip. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. hustle mindset. It's like crack. 
It's what got me in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. you see you can print money, dude, it's just like, oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Ain't right. Oh. I, I talked about you that. You can't unsee it. You can't no. unsee it. Yeah. I, I, you can't unsee that. I, I remember when I was trying to make media buying work one time, I took like a waiting job. And as it was one of those moments where it was like uh, a peace sign walking emoji. Yeah. Because it was like I was dealing with some absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and like I went and looked. I got in my shitty car and like opened my computer with a hotspot. And like I was like, all right, I made $800 today. Okay, I'm officially back. Fuck this job. I'm done. And I never looked back. Wow. Dude, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, the flip, man. That it's, was, it's just a little bit more technical. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I had I had two of those moments. The first moment was when I went into Black Hat and I started making it work. And then when I went legit, it was so hard at first that I had to, to get a nine to five to support it. Yeah. And then once I finally realized, like, I'm like scrounging for like a, a seventy five dollar night after tips. Like, oh, God, oh, yeah. No, and it's like yeah, like you said, you can't unsee it, man. It's, I think that's why I stayed in um, so interested in it when I first saw it back in the day when I first met you. Because yeah. I would see the numbers for the first time. I think it was the ever, first time I was ever really exposed to that kind of thing. And I was like, holy crap. I didn't fully understand it, but I understood it enough to know that, like, okay, I need to f- somehow continue to do this. Right. Um, right. I think for me, me and OU, it was the first time we had access to a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a crazy thing. When that you, is a crazy when you thing. see that extra comma, you're like, I wasn't, wait, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? But then in the ad world, like that, that's nothing, you know, we're spending millions mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, at a certain point, it doesn't feel like real money. Uh, I mean, I think that's almost a good thing. You know, yeah. it's just, it literally is just a PL points yeah. on the screen. It's just points on the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That attachment issue, a lot of people have money, doesn't exist after you get here. Or it, or it goes away. Like For you, sure. You develop a different relationship with it. For sure. Uh, because you just, you see it spent so, like, frivolously. Yeah. Damn. Oh, struggle. Uh, but yeah, you just see it spent in the way that it is. And it's like, this is somebody's money. I know it's not mine, but the way that it's spent other people would look at this and just be dumbfounded and it's like right there's money everywhere you just need to know how to find it and what to do to put like what things to put together put together to bring money to well you dude to i look at, i look at yeah, how we spend it. on ads and it's sometimes it's my money sometimes it's yeah, not no. and we treat it like the same yeah you know what i mean you have, to. you have to you have to be willing to spend money frivolously i know that sounds insane yeah, but know. you really have to be willing to be like yeah i'm gonna lose 700 dollars on ads because i got good data exactly I went over that in my latest VSL, actually. Same thing. I was like, you got to build the campaigns and go out strong. Yeah. Big budgets, big bids, collect right. that data, right. and then bring Don't it back Don't be scared down. to spend it, baby. Don't it's be scared. You're going to get something, and it's going to move a lot quicker. Yes. That's You're not going to wait all day for that data speed. to get there. The speed. Yeah. And you won't lose money initially, because when you see bad stuff, you bad signs, you kill it. You just kill it. Yeah. 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 The speed thing is interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It happens so quickly. It can happen so quickly. But... Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, so, um, speaking of all this creative stuff and having the free time and ability to do these projects, um, I'm newer to the company. I want to just kind of basically understand and hear more from like Manny and you about like the vision for Traffic Pilot. So the vision is to make uh, anyone become uh, a full stack digital marketer, right? So my argument is that the, the full stack digital marketer is one of the most valuable players in the new economy. 
because they trade attention for attention for currency. So, I think on one level, um, you have this emerging skill set, but on the other hand, nobody really knows about it. Nobody knows about media buying. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough people do. So, Traffic Pilot is to teach people how to acquire any customer, and one of the things that I ran into early on was the realization that I couldn't just teach the same stuff that everybody else teaches about Facebook ads and funnels and all that stuff. Cause that doesn't help people succeed. The reason people don't succeed is cause they're not the people that they need to be. And I know that sounds tautological, but it's true. Like a lot of people lose a lot of great opportunities or, a lot of people will act in a way that causes them to not open themselves up to the right things in life. And those things on a long enough timeline cause failure to become inevitable for that person. And so I came to understand that it's like a personality issue. And so that's when I came up with a functionality and I hit up Manny and that's what started building the app. Cause we were on Kajabi originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kajabi definitely does what it does, but um, in order to like tap into that, like habit forming um, thing, like it didn't have that. Explain so. what's Kajabi. So yeah, you've used it more than I have. Uh, yeah. I mean, Kajabi is just like a course builder, right? Got so it. people that have online courses, everybody uses Kajabi. It's great. People love it. I'm not complaining. But sorry, dude, but um, I had a desire for functionality that was outside of Kajabi's wheelhouse. And so when I was talking to Manny about this, he was like, what if we just built an app from the ground up from the ground up? Got it. And then that developing that app was a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. The app does not even look close to what it used to look like, like from the MVP till now. I mean, we're st- it's still MVP level, mm-hmm. but it's crazy how many, and like how many sessions, like some of the most valuable stuff that we've done have been like sitting with me and Manny sitting there with it on the screen being like, like, how do we make it better? Like mm-hmm. you said that the other day, like it really inspired me. Like, I feel like traffic pilot just needs more. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew what that yeah, meant. Definitely. I think, um, more value for sure. Uh, like we're already giving them like way more than anybody else, but we want to give them even more. Yeah. And uh, that extra more is like making their, like once they get the skills that they need, um, like making their processes even better after, not just like after the course, after you finish it, it's not like you're not done with us. You still can like 100% use this as a resource. Lifetime customers. Exactly. Right. And that's, Um, I mean, that's the model, right? Or lifetime value, right? So life, well, lifetime customers yield the highest lifetime value. value. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, man, I, and you know, making that thing, I think a lot of people get into the course game and they're just like, I want to make that quick money. I didn't need the money really. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to make something that was truly unique and valuable. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I didn't know the cost up front. <laughs> like, mm. seriously. Mm. Like, seriously. Like, I'm glad that, like... Mm-hmm. And I, I would also say that Manny gets, like, when 
Manny manages the resources that I give him for development, I get a higher return from him than I would get anywhere, right? It's amazing that the mm-hmm. prices that development gets quoted, API integrations that cost $40,000, you know? Yeah. yeah. So how has this been, how's this process been for you as a developer? Like what kind of growth have you seen in your skill set with oh, this project? A lot. I mean, you know, there's just a whole bunch of ideas coming from Jordan at one time or just on an everyday basis that you sort of have to like filter out what will add value and what won't. And if something won't, you, we have to figure out how to make that valuable. So like, and then translate that into code. And uh, so getting better at that with Jordan, um, because Jordan has like his whole communication. You know, <laughs> yeah. There, there's, you know, there's uh, a lot of drawbacks to working with me is what Manny is trying <laughs> to say in a very nice way. <laughs> <laughs> But it's fun, too, because we're building something that, like, people can... It's going to change people's lives, like, if mm-hmm. they if they really commit to it. So right. I think, you know, going through all this stuff and, like, learning, um, you know, how to become better at what we do. And at the same time, you know, building this thing. Yeah, it's, like, really uh, kind of restructured how I think about my day. Um, it's definitely restructured about what I think productivity is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I think just... For me, like, I've worked more now than I've ever... I mean, I've always worked, like, seven days a week. Um, but now it's, like, I'm working seven days a week. Yeah. Like, week, week, you know. Even yeah. in those moments when you're not in like front of the Like, when I'm in screen. the shower, I'm thinking about yeah. it. When I'm about to go to sleep, I'm thinking about Same. it. Like, I'm just trying to, like, figure out how to make it better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, solving those complex problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often do you have those aha moments? Um, moments of clarity and realization about an idea or or, or a um, problem i think yeah all the time yeah um definitely yeah like when jordan hits me up he's like hey i got this idea and it just makes sense for something else that i was thinking about and it just makes sense to it's so crazy how this process like i know i'm trying to make it more standardized but like inherently how did process yeah it's 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 pure creativity yeah yeah. you know Every thought is a brushstroke. Just it, doesn't l- quite look like art, but it is though. But it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like at at my core, it's what I love the most. Yeah. Being creative. And and building valuable things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Manny's the architect. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like Do you approach it that way when you develop? Like it's a piece of art or it's an, it's a it's an art project for yeah. sure. Facts. Um, yeah, facts. And yeah, I'm just trying to make the best portrait, you know, Picasso. Boom, dude. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, I low-key think that's why God created the universe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like, that's his portrait. That's, you know, for lack of a better term. Because, mm-hmm. like, you look at, like, like in a lot of ways, and, like, Nietzsche argued this, right? Like, art is life. If Banksy were to put a painting on the side of my house right now, my house would instantly be worth way more because Banksy put that art there, yeah right obviously now what's funny is that art will never provide a roof over my head but it's worth more than the roof over my head the very mm-hmm. thing that keeps me safe the most basic fundamental things to life the art would be worth way more than the house way more right that's insane that's insane like why is that and i think there's something about the human condition that without art, like life isn't even worth living mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, in many that's why culture is so important, right? 
all art forms, whether it's music, whether it's technology, paintings, oh, yeah. whatever it is. I think tech is art in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think why me and Manny vibe on the same level is because we understand it's an art project. Um, and I think to kind of kick back to what we were saying earlier, that's how you get the talented people to work with you. That's how you get talented people to work with you is when you're driven to make something valuable, zero to one, and something that truly solves real problems, right? Problems that affect millions of people. Mm -hmm. It's magnetic. It's magnetic. Mm -hmm. People fuck with it. Mm -hmm. It's like you've been a hustler since day one, but you just said you work, you work harder here than you ever have. It's like because you're working for something more than just a paycheck, right? Yeah. It's way more than the money. Mm -hmm. It's just that, and I think for so many years, society, like I just following the normal things that I was expected to do, got me to think that like I should, I can't change the world. I can't make things that are bigger than me. I can't, you know, I just have to do the normal things. And now that I'm here and I've started to make these things, I'm looking back at like how close and wondering like if I, if it would have taken me three years longer, would I have, you know, would I have just like, I mean, it, it's a testament to the persistence you need to be successful in anything, mm -hmm. right? But I think more than that, it's like a picture of, you know, why, why we do things, why we do things. And I think that's the only reason I made it is because I had that why and that drive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's still the same thing that attracts high-level talent to work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The why. Because if there's no why, then there's no reason yeah. you know, to do yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I always thought that that was funny about Google's core value, right? Don't be evil. It's <laughs> funny. They got rid of. It's funny. Yeah, they got rid of it because it was so popularized, <laughs> right? But that's not a good, like, that's not good enough just to not be evil. It's like. <clears throat> you can kind of get very binary with that if you compare Google and Apple and the valuation of their products and look at the brand that got people to believe in their why. Versus the brand that said, don't be evil. Great point. Fire point, right? You look at Steve Jobs, it was like, I'm solving problems that people don't even know they have, right? No one was like, mm -hmm. I can't fit all the songs in the world in my pocket. That was no one's problem, right? But to see, that's like a, an invisible problem. And like, I think that's, you know, what makes, what separated him from everybody else. hundred percent. seen that. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's mm -hmm. like Henry Ford was like, if I would have asked people what they want, they would have told me a faster horse. Yeah. Right. You have to find the invisible problems. It's a, yeah, it's about, it's, it's not. Um, and then uh, what, who said this? Uh, or maybe, no, maybe I think it was, it was either Henry Ford or, or Ray Kroc, the, the CEO of McDonald's. Uh, it's not the customer's job to know what they want. Steve Jobs, I think that was Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve so Jobs. That. You're right. You're right. It is Steve Jobs. Right. Yeah, it's not the customer's job to know what they want, right? And you gotta tell them what they want. For yeah, well, you, I think all the immediate problems have been solved, right? Like food, water, sure. security. You know, even sex. Like, you know, apps like Tinder make it uh, literally a swipe away. Mm -hmm. So it's like all of the basic needs are met. What problems are we now solving? And they're more complex and sophisticated. They're, they're more complex. And they, I think people don't even realize how they're being affected until the solution comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then everybody says, oh, I had that idea, you know, or they yep. thought about it. It's just yep. like it was there. It's just, 
you know nobody's seen it yeah like, it's nobody could actually say. create that thing that solved it yeah that um, dude <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we're working on something yeah. that everyone's gonna say that about and sure. it's it's funny you know i think you look at the biggest innovations in the modern era you look at the computer and the innovations in computing and then the different device technology that's you know gotten us to the point where we are none of it was solving like problems that people knew they had mm-hmm. none of it nobody yeah, nobody came to mark zuckerberg and was like i'm having a really hard time connecting with my friends and family <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, but like he just built something that solved a problem people didn't realize they have yeah mm-hmm. it's one of those things too right because i mean as you guys develop this product there's a fair amount of certainty that there's a problem there and that you're solving a problem, but really the market is going to tell you, which I think is a, just a fascinating concept in itself and a challenge that's like that you can't even get over until you've built the product itself. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can get to the, all the way to the finish line and build this beautiful product, but the market is ultimately going to decide, which is going to tell you, and it's going to give you feedback and you're just going to continue to optimize it. But it's kind of an interesting thought, right? Yeah, that, so like, we can have these great ideas, but ultimately it's the people out there that are going to decide. Yeah, that's key, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, right now, you know, uh, everyone that's bought it, I've been in contact, like, constantly. Because yeah. I'm just, like, trying to get someone to tell me what's wrong with it. Yeah, right? I you know? want the same thing. I, like, I, I need somebody to tell me, like, hey, this Hey, is, this sucks. That's what I think is amazing about it. It just, yeah. but it doesn't come. Yeah. It hasn't come. I'm literally forcing people to like do this, do that, and like tell me your experience. Like break it. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out why it sucks. Yeah. And like, and I know because like I found a few things a few times. I know they're there, right? But it's like I think people are. It's again like I'm solving a problem people don't know they have. Yeah. Like no one is looking for tools that will help them reprogram their mind through character-based habit formation, right? Mm-hmm. No well, one's... They didn't sign up to innovate. They signed up to learn. So mm-hmm. they're not going to be out there looking for... Or they might stumble a pro- uh, across a problem, but um, they're just there to learn, I think. But, yeah. I'm, but I'm teaching them how to solve problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all like the, we solve the most general problem there is. I get leads for businesses. Mm-hmm. But I, I get your point, though. Like, they're not going onto the platform looking for issues. Yeah. They're looking to read the content or watch yeah, the content. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. I think go for it. Like, the, the feedback will come. Um, yeah. I, like they I'm excited have, to see it. It's already gotten better in the last two months that I've been with, three months that I've been oh, long form. It's fucking yeah. rad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. We completely reconfigured everything. Yeah. yeah. The new habit tracker. I, I was going to say, I was going to say there's a lot of things about it that I can like really actually get behind. Like the habit tracker. I think it's huge. This is just the beginning. I mean, it, like yeah. there's so much other stuff that you guys haven't seen. Really? You know, I've showed you a couple of things, but yeah, yeah, this is going to be crazy. Really? Like, we just need to get like the foundation. Like, That's right. Done. Yeah. I already have. And, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff like we can't talk about yeah. right now, but um, there's, Let's just say that Traffic Pilot is a feature already of a bigger vision. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, I think you're already creating the framework for uh, people to consistently optimize, and that's just like the the, the mindset of a media buyer is because you're always going to have to optimize your campaigns and constantly innovate. Yes. Dude. So at yes. some point in the course, you can teach people to like, hey, like you are already, you know, shifting your mind to become problem solving. 
um, and optimization oriented. So help me develop this platform in a, in a, in a better way by going through and, and really looking for like, what can I optimize? Right. Just like teaching people what they need to do. Right. Um, Cause a lot of like, like Manny pointed out, they're just there to learn. They don't know what they're, what to look for quite yet. Um, but you can teach people things. For sure, man. And I really think that's like what you're talking about right now is like the vision of why I did this. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like for me, it's different. A lot of people make courses just to get that quick money. Right. It's an easy way to make money for a lot of people. Um, that wasn't the appealing part for me. The appealing part for me was I could make something that could facilitate the transfer of wealth. Literally. Mm -hmm. I could make something that could let somebody climb out of the mud. Like it's not it's one often of the coolest parts about it. That's mm -hmm. the coolest yeah. part. It's not often that life gives you that opportunity mm -hmm. where you have the opportunity to make a ladder for someone to climb out of something. Are you serious? And I think it was the severity of that realization and what I was building that led me to go so extra and kick out Kajabi. And, you know, when I didn't need to do that to get sales, mm -hmm. none money was not the motivation at all. It was to make something that people loved. And I knew they would just like the course because Kajabi's very likable. Mm -hmm. User friendly. Yeah, it's sure. user friendly. But it's not, it's like, do you want to go through a course just because it's user friendly or because you're going to change your life? You know what I mean? Exactly. And like it has, you know, the tools that you need to do that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we have some big promotions coming up with traffic pilot where we're about to onboard a lot of users at once. Um, uh, and I'm excited to get the customer data and figure out how people use the tools, what they think about it. Um, I know that this works because I use it in my life. I see OU use it in his life. Um, reprogramming your mind is very real. You, and, you know, we talked about this book last week. You read Psycho-Cybernetics. You learn that your brain can be programmed mm -hmm. in the same way that you structure a desktop. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's real. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it just takes effort. It's, you you got to want it. Yeah, you, you got to want, want it. it. Right. And I think if you want it, Traffic Pilot will help you get it. It will give you the structure and the accountability that you need to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's why for every single course that we sell, we give one away to somebody who's in a tough situation trying to make it out, whether that person has a conviction in the past, if that person comes from an impoverished background, whatever. I just gave the fifth one away. Um, so, you know, nice. it's actually happening. Um, I'll give you the email later. We got to send that login over. Um, shout out to my boy, Dewan from Compton. Um, Dewan is real. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's been a homie for a long time. Uh, he's got, uh, his, his own clothing line. Um, so yeah, hit him up on Instagram. D Smitty. <laughs> That's cool. Shout out. That's nice. <laughs> Time to scale, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. It's exciting. And it's like, this is what gets me up in the morning. You know what I mean? Like the thought that I can make a tool that helps millions of people reprogram how their brain works and, and get at, you know, start accomplishing big things. Well, that's the most exciting thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But people don't know they have that problem. Right. So we have to, it's, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be something. Yeah. Uh, Rich Sheffrin said it really well to me. He's like, I've always sold products that people don't want. <laughs> He's like, 
that no one wants to learn how to become mentally disciplined, <laughs> you know? No one, that's, you know, I've always sold products yeah. people don't want. So my marketing had to be, you know. Top notch. Top notch, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I'm realizing that right now. I can't just run a normal Facebook ad to a funnel for this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I think the problem is a lot of people realize they have a problem. They just don't know what the problem is. Exactly. Yo, do you teach people how to market that problem? Like uh, when you when you sell when you're trying to sell something that people don't want are you teaching people how to yeah so we that's that's going to be more course creator okay no 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 no, no. we're not going there but I'm, I'm not saying like i know I'm are you saying. in the course are no. you teaching people oh, okay no that's 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 like course creator stuff okay for, for sure i love baby you gotta pay for that yeah <laughs> I, yeah for sure so that's like course creator right but that's like info product specialized okay. right so what the course teaches you how to do and what traffic pilot teaches you how to do is it teaches anyone how to go out and get high ticket uh digital marketing clients right so you can go from nothing to go get high ticket if you're already running ads it's even i mean that's like ideal for you because you're going to learn all the best tactics in the game uh everything from facebook to google search um, we go live every Monday in a private group, um, you know, so, uh, and you can subscribe to just the group if you're not ready to invest in the full course for 77 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you buy the course, you get lifetime access to the group, lifetime upgrades, lifetime access to the app. And, um, you know, we have a lot of things coming, but, um, yeah, man, I think, uh, it's, it was all, the whole thing was cooked up based on the idea that I knew digital marketing was the most effective way to facilitate the transfer of wealth from the established old money guard to the hustlers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're seeing it on a macro level too. Yeah. You are. I mean, look at Zuckerberg yeah. and the power and influence that guy has. Right. He built the biggest advertising machine exactly. in the world. Yeah, Exactly. And this course teaches you how to take advantage of its ad platform. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, it teaches you how to be a great marketer. Yeah. How to learn, like, you could, I could go market any company. It doesn't matter what it is, right? I, I would just know how to do it at this point. Um, I would hope so. I've kind of <laughs> devoted my life to it. So, uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter if it was a restaurant, if it was a clothing line, if it was, now Facebook would be a component in all of that, but it wouldn't, it's not the end all be all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's just Facebook's where you go to, to scale and you can get, a, you can get huge scale from Facebook and you, you know, I got to use the other platforms as well, you know? Oh, for sure. There's I think billions of people on them. I will say, have morals, kids. Don't just go out there doing manipulative things for negative reasons. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dude. Don't take advantage of Facebook. That's for a great bad point. Bad ways. You're going to ruin it for everybody. You're going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah. And just, like, have, have morals. Like, you can do the hustle for real. And if you if you come from a framework of, I need to make some valuable things for this world, you're never going to want to take shortcuts because you get exposed. Mm -hmm. You got to make real things. Yeah. And so have yeah man that's so like huge the quick buck isn't worth it uh, in the long term this power is great so you got to use it wisely <laughs> yeah yeah mm. and and just don't don't get your profile ding yeah don't happen <laughs> quick facebook doesn't play especially in today's ecosystem yeah get yeah. out you're out of here run so, a page likes campaign and get and then get yeah get swatted for it <laughs> it's that happens oh bro it's real out there wow you see in like ad buyer, like in ad buyers, they like delete the post and shit. It's like some, so many people will be like, how do I get this account back? And everyone's like, stop doing shady shit. Mm -hmm. 
But then sometimes, and this happens a lot, you can you don't do anything and you just get swatted. But I will say, literally, over, higher than nine out of ten, I get those back. Yeah, yeah, you've been really successful. You know what it is. Yeah. Somebody whitelisted his account or something. I don't know. I'm not that successful, that's for sure. <laughs> Shout out to whatever rep whitelisted my account. Um, all right. Well, let's close it there. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to trafficpilot.com. Uh, we have a free training. Um, you can figure out exactly you know, what we do, how we do it. Uh, but really, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've done before. If you're interested in a life of freedom and uh, you're ambitious and you want to do something, um, traffic pilot is the way to do it. So go to trafficpilot.com, check out the free training and I will see you guys on the next one later. Peace. Peace. Peace.